Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, Renee, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. What's going on? Nothing. What's going on with you, girl? Oh, my God. We both said at the same time. What's going on? Nada. What's giving you life this week? Mm, what is giving me life this week? Okay. I am going to say what is giving me life this week is the end of summer. And I know that sounds crazy to everybody. I don't want to hear the <laughs> term end of summer. Please and thank you. I live in Texas, so I... No, and I'm in denial. (laughs) I am like, yes, hurry up and end summer because I cannot take this extreme heat. My body has not adjusted. I am not used to it yet. And I am looking for cooler days so that I can really enjoy patio dining, enjoy chilling by the pool because... That ain't cute when it's 99, 105 degrees. So I actually am ready for summer to be over, which are words that I never thought I would say after living 10 years in Chicago. But sorry, (laughs) what's giving me life is Labor Day has come and gone and we are now entering the stretch into fall. Well, you know, I'm still in denial and I'm going (laughs) to stay in denial until it actually starts to snow. <laughs> yeah, things I don't have to worry about anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, just rub it in, why don't you? Listen, no, my friend texted me last week and she was like, oh, I just went for a run, walk, da da da. I'm like, girl, I wish. I can't do nothing outdoors. Like, I'm not even thinking of going for a walk and dying a heat stroke, so. <laughs> Right. Well, I live in Houston, so I get it. I understand. Yeah. Just, I'm like, whoa, what a difference a month makes. I'm like, I'm over here like, when is summer going to end? Right. <laughs> but I remember how hard it is. I was scrolling through Instagram and I see people like sucking up the last days of summer. And I'm like, oh, my Chicago people. <laughs> well, so that's what's giving me life which is also not giving you life <laughs> so not, at all. not any shape fashion form <laughs> shape fashion or form at all so what is giving you life this week what's giving me life is my new nails Ow. Ow. Okay. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you know I don't know how to do it Um, my new nails are giving me life I have these new nails on by Static Nails and it is reusable nails so they're basically stick on nails, press on nails that can be easily applied with their glue that they have and be removed and Mm. you can reapply them as well too so you don't throw them away you just reuse them and you can customize them so like if you want to polish them you can put polish on top of them as well too really yes and i'm just like really loving my little static nails i've had them forever and i've been meaning to use them and i finally said okay i'm just gonna pull them out and they look really good huh that's interesting that you can paint on top of them because i remember like 
press on nails kind of like you know in a sense came the way they were and that was like it and, and then I definitely feel like you couldn't reuse them no you could reuse these you can like also shape them down further if they're too long for you like these right now are a little bit too long for me but they still look really good um so I'm learning to work with like stiletto kind of longer nails and the color is really pretty and it's so funny because I did I washed my hair today and I did um a violet toning shampoo and the violet got on my nails a little bit so it wore off on my nails some because they're like a little light blue but it's still cute so I was like oh it looks like I got a little design going on oh cute Mm-hmm. okay I feel you I feel you with the new nails well I can't wait to see you'll have to text me a picture since I can't see you mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay so what are we talking about this week Renee we are talking about faith over fear mm. can I get an amen Amen. Let the church say amen. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the importance of having faith over fear, right? Um, And the only way that you confront fear is by having a whole lot of faith. Man, tell it. Um, And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you and I both have personal experiences when it comes to the ways that we have seen faith work in our own lives, um, the way that we deal with our fears. And, you know, the truth is, is while we've confronted and overcome some fears, that there are still fears that are very like present. I know at least in my life, you know, and so it's a constant Um, balance to remind myself to have that faith and sometimes I do have to think about okay let me think about the times where I did overcome this with my faith and let me tap into that now that I find myself again facing a fearful situation you know very true I mean there have been times where I've been so scared to do some things that it's held me back to making that next move and then there'll be other times that I've been afraid to do something and I got pushed out on faith because God was like you said you wanted it so I'm giving it to you here go so I'll talk about some of those things but one of the things that I've come to realize is that faith can take you places that fear and doubt cannot Mm -hmm. so the longer that you hold on to that fear and that doubt you'll never be able to go any further you'll always stay stagnant so faith over fear is something that we have to have Um, And the only way that's going to really work and win is having faith. So just step out on faith. Well, and I think, like you said, the stepping out on faith is the biggest piece. You know, what I've learned is that a lot of times why we don't activate our faith is because of the fear of not knowing what's going to happen. And what if I take the step and the results don't turn out the way that I plan, right? Um... And so I know what I used to have a bad habit of when I was operating out of fear, right? Fear that things won't work out, fear that it won't go the way. I would get into, in a sense, like manipulation. So I wasn't even allowing my faith to be activated, you know? And when you operate out of fear, 
you know, you feel like the only way to get the desired outcome is by manipulating people and situations to take control, right? But if we're controlling a situation, that really leaves no room for God to truly step in and work a miracle um, and to really use our faith. And so I've learned to say, okay, I am. I'm going to put this in God's hands. I'm going to step out on faith and I'm not going to focus on controlling the outcome. I truly am going to see how things play out. I'm not going to allow my fears that I have of things going the wrong way to overrule and for me to start getting in the way of what could be a miracle that God wants to work. Yeah, because you also have to realize that when you put your hand on it and you kind of control it, but you're saying, I have faith, you really don't have faith. Yep. Because you're still holding on to what you think should happen or you want to happen. Having faith is letting go of everything. And saying, God, it is up to you. I'm going to leave this in your hands. I'm going to walk away and not think about it anymore. That is having faith of a mustard seed, what what the saints used to say. You have faith faith, uh, uh, and you believe of a mustard seed. So you have to go and do that. You can't hold on to those things. I mean, I've been so guilty of doing that before and really being in my own way. And the way that I was, the only way that I was able to get out of it is to overcome some of those things. And sometimes you have to have people to help you and pull in your uh, cheerleaders or your inner circle or your family to help you through some of these things or a coach or a pastor or whoever that person is for you, help them or your significant other to get you through these things and guide you so that you can get out of your own way. Yeah. I remember one of the things that I used to be scared of is being, when I first started blogging, I was like, what if people don't like my writing? Mm-hmm. What if it isn't good enough? What if, um, because you know, people are very, uh, they're major critics and they will criticize your work. And so I was afraid of that. And I'm like Erica Badu. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish. Right. So I don't be <laughs> criticizing what I'm doing and what I'm writing. And yes, I do make mistakes. We all do. However, this is the thing that I'm putting out there for people to read. So if you don't like it and you say you don't like it, you might be hurting my feelings. So I was afraid to blog at first. I was afraid to put myself out there. But then I also had to realize that I'm invested in myself and I'm invested into something that's good. My writing is good. People enjoy it. So just do it. Yeah, I same. I remember when I was planning like my first live event, it was like one of my first workshops for my social media consulting. And I remember being so worried about how things would go that I almost like didn't go through with it. Right. Because fear can stop you dead in your tracks. You can be so overcome with the fear that you don't even move on whatever the plan was and I was so anxious and worried down to everything like you said like how you were worried about your blog what people read it I was like will people show up I mean I got down to like what if there's not enough parking what if people like come and there was like there was no parking and then they leave um how are people going to respond to my presentation what if people are like we already know this stuff and at the time I was working with the business coach and she was just like just do it you know, just do it, step out on faith, take this big leap. And it all turned out well, right? You know, 
But sometimes fear can just stop you dead in your tracks before you ever get to tap into that idea, that vision that you have. You can just halt it all with like fear. And that is where having that faith and hopeful expectation comes in. Like just do it, just try it or whatever. Um, And you have to be open to what's going to come, you know, but I feel like, and that wasn't the first and like, that was the first event, but it wasn't the last event I had. Right. So from doing that and being able to overcome that, I was able to keep it going. You were able to keep your blog going and go on to do all kind of different workshops and events, you know, just because you finally decided to like take that step of faith and just go for it. And what I also had to realize is that if I didn't accept my writing and if I was afraid of what people would think, they're going to see that in my writing. They'll read that in my writing. And then, yeah, they won't believe in what I'm saying or they won't accept what I'm saying. I had to write what was good enough for me. And once I wrote what was good enough for me and I believed in my writing, then other people started to see that confidence come through in my writing. And the more that I wrote, the better it got. And it's just really taken off. I'm an author. You know, I've also co-authored some books as well, too. So it has really grown into something that I never thought that it would. And if I had not taken that extra step and and gotten that push, I would still be worried about starting a blog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You are an author. I am an author also. So, um... I want to talk about, I actually talked about this in my book. Um, so as I mentioned before, I wrote a book, um, Ordinary Women with Extraordinary Purpose. And I have two chapters in there about confronting fear and keeping the faith. And one of my favorite stories that I shared in there was a time where I really got to see firsthand um, God work in my life and see like how faith can kind of like really come through during a difficult time um so I'll just share the story it's really a truly testimony um real quick but when I was working for myself full-time I was freelancing I had left my corporate job and it was definitely one of those seasons at the time where um the income was a little unstable is that the right way to say that my income was not very stable at this point of my um business and one of my clients was two invoices behind on payments so you know it is so critical when you don't have that steady nine to five check to get your money on time and i went to church and the particular sermon that day was titled the heart of a giver and the pastor had challenged us to kind of give a little more and I was a steady tither right so I would always give and pay my tithes and um but I you know admittedly was having like financial difficulty right again I got a client that's two invoices behind I'm expecting money that I don't have but I made a decision that day to still pay my tithes and offering um not knowing when I was going to get paid not knowing the outcome So uh, a couple of days later within that, I ended up um, having one client decide to renew services with me 
Um, and I wasn't planning on that, you know, and so that was a blessing. But then I really feel like this unthinkable happened where I had someone who reached out to me who was, I'll say former client, but he was actually never one that had ever paid for my services. It was a friend. And when I first started my business, he was someone that I offered to consult and I was like, don't worry about it. It's just a good opportunity for me to like get my feet wet with consulting. Well, it had been over a year since I did this for him. And that week, like I said, a couple of days after church, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, remember you helped me like a year ago and I kept saying like I wanted to like pay you for what you did for me and I felt your services were very valuable. He was like, I never followed through with that. What's your PayPal address so I can send you some money right now? And I, girl, (laughs) I was floored. I was like, wow. You know, I never discussed rates with him or anything. So I was like, okay, here's the PayPal address. This is back before Cash App, y'all. So (laughs) I've been in this game for a minute. So wasn't no Cash App. Uh, So it was PayPal back then. And do you know, the amount that he gave me was not only more than I expected, it was more than the two invoices that was, that I was, you know, that I was behind on. Um, And it was over double of what I had just, um, no, I take that back. It was five times the amount that I had just paid in my tithes. So, right. I mean, it was just like that quickly, that money, you know, was replaced out of nowhere. But I don't believe that was out of nowhere. It was all God, you know, and I feel like even in the midst of my financial difficulty, when I took that step of faith to say, I still want to continue the plan that I set up, the agreement that I had with me and God, because I feel like tithing and giving is an agreement that you decide with God. You don't get to tell people what, you know, I had made an agreement with God to tithe this certain amount. And because I kept the faith and I was like, God, I know you will supply. It was just like, God's way of showing me I got you (laughs) you know I got you and it was like I knew then what I always knew but sometimes you just need an opportunity for your faith to be restored um that you can have full confidence in God and the promises as a believer of Christ and a person who believes in the Bible I believe those promises that are in there you know that says when we have faith when we give, when we follow his will, when we sow into something, we will reap. Um, and so that has continued to be, that was over five or six years ago now, that has continued to be one of like the greatest testimonies of faith in, in a tangible way, you know, that I've been able to see um, and explain to people. Okay, now Sister Toya, say amen once for the church. Come on, pass the offer and play it around. <laughs> my cash app name is <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's how y'all do now <laughs> right Let, and let's do a train where everybody gives back to each other and list your cash app name <laughs> I don't even know my cash app name y'all be people be killing me with that stuff that's a whole nother right. podcast <laughs> totally 
<laughs> it's my birthday. Send me some on Cash App. Really? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I just you say something. You just said something that really made me think about it. Is that when you give things and you come back and you receive? I was just having a conversation the other day with a friend of mine. And my friend had gone through some major um, health, a major health crisis, and had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. Where didn't know if they were going to be able to really have. They thought they were going to have to have open heart surgery, mm. but they found a doctor. Uh, just so happened that this woman that they knew found them, um, saw them in the hospital, and was like, "Oh my God! Like I remember you from back in the day." Blah 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 blah. And you helped with you helped him with with X Y Z, and I've always been grateful and thank you. What are you here for? So uh, he told her what he was there for, and ended up she was like, "Well, no, you're not gonna have that surgery. They don't need to cut you open. Mm. Like I know someone. Like there's a doctor that's here. He's a, one out of four in the country. That's amazing. That can help you and that can do this. And ended up." Not having to get cut, wow. not having to have this open heart uh, surgery type thing going on, and that was because he was a giver. But the part that he had a hard time with was that he had given to her in the past, but he had a hard time receiving. So all of these people have been wanting to give to him now, and he's like Renee, like I really had a hard time receiving help from people. I said, well, that's part of having faith. Yeah is receiving because God helps we give 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 to people and we are afraid to receive when it's time for us to receive because of fear um of how we're going to feel or how that's going to make other people feel or because we're so used to giving but you have to be able to willing to receive just as much as you give mm-hmm. because once you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving it's like a bank account I was like, what happens when you give all your money away? You either go bankrupt or either you have a negative balance. What happens when you have a negative balance? You have nothing else to give. Mm -hmm. So then you're sitting there like, what's going to happen? That fear comes in. You're ready to step out on faith, but you can't because you're not ready to receive. Yeah. I was like, so you have to be ready to receive. And that's part of what faith is all about. Being ready to receive what needs to be given to you. Yes. Because of the things that you gave out before. It's like what they always say, um, prepare for what you prayed for. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I saw that, I kind of was like, wow, because it struck me that sometimes we say, we pray and we say things, but we don't line up as if that is really happening right so if I'm praying for the new job and it's in a different it's in a management if I'm praying for the position of management why am I not reading management books why am I not already asking questions why am I not already talking to someone else who's directly managed me before okay what are some tools right because I'm supposed to be getting prepared so if I'm praying for a husband why am I not reading books about marriage Asking people for advice, you know, signing up for all of these programs that about preparing women for marriage because I'm supposed it's happening. Right. 
you have to act as if it is already there. And it made me think, wow, what are the things that I'm saying I want that I've actually prayed about that I'm actually pleading to God for? But he's looking around like, but are you ready? You know, you and I had that conversation recently and I, I don't want to put you out there, but, uh, I don't know if you remember Uh talked about with (laughs) your, uh, before you, right before you moved, something happened to you. Okay. I don't know if you want to share that or not, so I'm not going to say, but. What was the conversation? Cause girl, you know, my mind bad. A lot of happened to me before I moved. right Right before you moved. You had um, something happen with your car. Yes, we can talk about that. Um, okay. I may have shared that on the first episode. I don't recall. But before I moved, I was involved in a car accident and my car was total. And Toya was, um, we, I'm going to rewind a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yes. So a couple months before that, I got my friends together and we all had, it was me, Toya, and two other, um, two other of our friends. <laughs> yeah. We got together and had a vision board party. And part of this, and even though it was the middle of the year, we were going into the second half of the year and I was like, you know what, let's have a vision board party and let's make a vision for the next six months of everything that we want to happen in our lives. Yeah. I was like, and then let's also do, we had a, a jar that I bought everybody these jars and they could decorate and it was like, not just the vision board, but the jar that you want, like your prayers or yep. your I have um, it still. Praying. Yeah, mm-hmm. fill that up of what you want to happen in your life and put that all inside that jar. And then we're going to come back and convene, you know, six months later and see what has happened or the progress that we've made from our vision board party. And so one of the things that Toya put on her vision board was a new car. Mm-hmm. And when she had that accident, she was like all upset. And she was feeling some type of way. And she was like, what am I going to do? I was going to take this car to Texas with me. And now I can't do that because it's totaled. I wasn't mentally prepared to get um, a a new car. And so what did I stop and do? I stopped you and I said to you, what? (laughs) You were like, I can't remember the exact words, but it was something to the effect of like, you wanted a new car anyway. Like, Like, what did you pray for? Yeah. But it's always right. It's like, well, not like this, though, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I did. And, and that's true. Not like this. However, it's so funny. There's a meme that went around that I saw. You want a cake, but you don't talk about how you want to. Make yeah. I'm going to give you the ingredients. The so he give you all the ingredients to make a cake. And then you like, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Well, you said you wanted a cake. <laughs> Because in that meme, it's like, God, give me a sign. And the picture is somebody laid on the ground with the sign on top of them. Like, the sign fell on them. And you are right. That is a perfect example. It's like, okay, I want this new car. So I'll actually share a little bit further since we're already into it. I did have it on my vision board. But I have, as Renee said, we did a vision board mid-year. I've done vision boards every year and I did like a larger one a couple of years ago. Probably back in 2011 was when I did my first one. And I've always had a luxury SUV on there. At one point it was a Range Rover. Another point it was like um, a Benz on there. At one point there was a Jaguar. But I've always wanted this new car, wanted this like luxury SUV. Um, and so to take it a step further, you're right. I definitely feel like it was like the sign fell on me. <laughs> like I was now 
forced to get a new car right timing wasn't right we had to work through all of that because y'all my last month in chicago i did not have a car because it did not make sense to really buy a car in illinois only to move it to texas so i spent the last month in illinois without a vehicle finding ways renting cars getting around on uber taking that train and walking um until when i got to texas and when i got to texas the first day i got here i got a car and what is that car it is a mercedes-benz suv very much like the luxury suv that i have had on my vision board for years but back to this prepare what you pray for and like you said like me you having to remind me a year before that i don't even know if it was a full year ago like probably like around christmas because my sister has a luxury car suv and i remember i was driving hers and she was like you looking good there girl like you'll have yours soon enough right you know and so i do remember like driving it around and feeling like yeah this will be me but wow i didn't know so soon right and i didn't know the events that would lead up to it so who knew that it was it would take an accident you know for god to fulfill that vision and that thing that I had been praying about to where I do, I finally have my dream car. I really do. Yep. And I found that name. It says people pray for cake, but when the almighty gives them eggs, oil, butter, a pan and an oven, they get frustrated to leave the kitchen. Well, I'd probably say I did not leave my kitchen, but I definitely had (laughs) ingredients because I mean, I had a total car. I had injuries, so I was in physical therapy, and like I said, that month, navigating, not having a car while moving, it was a lot going on, you know, but I made that cake, (laughs) I made that cake, and I, and I have it now, and I am enjoying eating every bit of it, um, so I'm grateful, and it does, that's why it's important to have a circle of other faith-filled friends around you, because you all came through you know, in the clutch for me. Cause those first few days after the accident, you couldn't tell me that I started doubting everything, the move, everything, you know, um, when that accident happened. Um, but that was, those were my ingredients and I had to build my cake and I built it, you know? Um, but that's why it's so important to surround yourself with people who remind you of the things that you've prayed for remind you to uh activate your faith and remind you of the things like like we said like the things that you really want it's so important to have that in your life and i will be quick to remind somebody let me tell you you are (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh well isn't that what you asked for and then to add on to that day that day when we were together the sermon at church was all about letting go and letting God mm-hmm. remember. Cause I just, once she started preaching, I just looked over at y'all. Cause one of our other girlfriends was there too. I looked over at y'all and I remember the, the, the words that the pastor left us with was may it be yes. that whatever was going on, may it be. And I remember that day saying, okay, this is about to be a roller coaster. I don't know what's going to come at the end of it, but may it be. Um, Because she talked about Mary and how that other side of how afraid, speaking of faith over fear, 
how afraid a young virgin girl was to know she was carrying the Messiah. But how Mary, people don't speak about that enough. The faith that it took for Mary to go through with what she did, in spite of all the fears that she had. And not only that, in spite of all the, I mean, in today's world, you say, oh, I'm a virgin, but I'm pregnant. That would be like, what? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. So imagine what she went through then, um, or, you know, the fears that she could have had instead of having faith and saying, I'm going to do this. Even with with Joseph, he he married her. Knowing that she, you know, she said she was a virgin, but she's pregnant. Like, seriously, how does that happen? Right. It's faith. Yeah. It's all faith in spite of the fear. And I guess that's the biggest, you know, point is that whatever happens, you know that fear will always be present, right? But you have to squash the fear and move on faith because there's never going to be a perfect time to launch out and start your blog. You know, there's never going to be a perfect time to start a new career, to give a relationship a chance, you know, but you just have to step out on faith and you have to build up that faith so that you can go to your next level. Um, And it is that making cake thing is such a great analogy Um, because it doesn't always look like what we think. I was talking to a friend today who's going through some, you know, personal things and she was like, you know, um, it's great that some people get to plan this all out and, and things happen in their right timing, but that's not the case for me, you know, and God bless the ones that do. And I was like, even those people who may seem like it's all perfectly planned out, you know, it's not, you know, and there's always going to be a level of fear. There's always going to be difficulties and you do, you have to be committed to the cake. <laughs> and right. so I, I mean, fear control your destiny. I mean, if you let fear control your destiny, yeah. you will never get to where you're supposed to be. You're not going to move forward and you're always going to have regrets. I mean, you don't want to have those regrets in your life and saying, I would have, could have, should have, but you didn't. Yeah. I no, I'm the same way. Like, you know, people ask me often, do I regret um, quitting my career? You know, when I look back now and I'm like, no, has it always been easy? No. Like I shared earlier on the podcast, I went through some financial struggles because I decided to step out full time instead of really building it up, you know, on the side first. And again, I, my discussion now, when I talk about that is never around a regret. It's more around things I maybe would have done differently. So I advise people like, Hey, make sure you build up your side hustle enough, get some steady clients, start already replacing your income and then quit. Right. I really took a really radical move because I had not built up my income to replace my current six-figure salary that I had in my corporate career. I really did take a step out. I didn't, I had some clients, but it was nowhere near what I was making. So, but I don't regret anything for all of those difficulties. And it's led me to where I am now. Like I say, I work for a company now, but I'm, I'm working in the industry And doing the things that I was doing full time, right? And I still have that freedom and flexibility. I'm so far removed 
from the corporate career that I had and that track that I was on. And even though I'm working for a company now, so I'm not a full-time entrepreneur or whatever, it all is still me walking in my purpose and doing the work that I feel that I was created to do and working in the industry that I left that career for, you know, and um, I don't regret anything. I don't, I don't miss that career. I don't miss the money um, and everything. And again, not to tell all my business, but I'll just say I am in a position now to where I am right back to where I was when I was in that corporate career, you know, from a financial standpoint. And that's a blessing, right? Did that happen overnight? No, it's been going on five years now. Um, So these past five years have looked very, you know, differently than what five years would have looked like had I stayed there. But I would not trade the peace, the happiness and the joy that I have and the impact that I've been able to have on people, the lives that I've been able to touch, the lessons I've been able to learn, the skills that I have been able to pick up by taking that leap of faith and quitting that career to pursue the work that I'm doing now. Amen to that. Because when you operate in fear, you'll never be able to move forward in faith. Never, 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 never. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's all. We encourage all of you all to just, you know, take a look at the areas in your lives, right? Where am I operating in fear? Where have I allowed fear to take over where I know I should be exercising my faith during this time, right? And think about the ways that you can go about having more faith in your life, right? And it's not like, oh, pray more. Oh, go to church more. Oh, you know, this looks differently for everybody, right? We've all sat here and explained different ways. Vision boards is, you know, putting your faith into action, you know, committing to um, an agreement that you made with God. Like I said, my tithes, I feel, was more about a religious act and more about an agreement that I had made with God surrounding my finances and how I wanted to bless him and bless the house of God and sticking to that commitment was the faith piece, right? I feel it was less about because in Micah one ten it says give this and that's why God did that. No, it was the agreement that he and I made that I had honored and that I stayed true to and that's what he rewarded, right? And sometimes the faith is, you know, just having hope. It's believing in yourself. Like what Renee said, she believed in her writing. That was the faith she needed to walk in. So it's not just about, I don't want people to get focused on like a scriptural thing, right? You know, because we are Christians and so our faith plays out in that way. But faith is also just believing in yourself and mm. and having faith, you know, goes beyond a religion. I'll just say it like that. Yeah, having faith in yourself is major. I mean, because if you don't, having faith in yourself is believing in yourself. Yep. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. Exactly. Because and, they'll be able to smell that fear. They'll be able to see that fear in you of you moving forward. And they'll be like, well, I don't know. This person doesn't seem too sure of themselves. So have faith that you can make your accomplishments happen and that the vision that you have for your life, if you don't have a, they talked about that today in church, if you don't have a vision, um, then you don't have anything. You have nothing to work towards. So make sure you have a vision for your life. 
Make sure you have a vision for yourself so that you know how to move forward and where to move forward and what to believe in. Yeah. Amen. Well, I think we done preaching, right? (laughs) (laughs) Again, our cash app is... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, I really do need to learn my cash app. I think I know my Venmo. Right, I know my Venmo, but I don't know my Cash App. You know what, y'all can podcast. Then you go to da 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 da. Our email address slash our PayPal address is (laughs) beautiesandbanter at gmail dot com. If this podcast has blessed you in a way that you want to (laughs) sow financially into the ministry of Beauties and Banter podcast. We welcome all of your donations. The Lord will bless it. (laughs) Uh, No. Thank you and amen. (laughs) One way you can bless us for free is by sharing this podcast. Sharing it on social media. When you do, you can use the hashtag Beauty's Banter. And you can tag us at Beauty's Banter. You can also show your appreciation by writing us a review on iTunes. And I actually want to read a few because we received some new ones since the last time that I went out there and looked. So want to give a shout out. You can rate us on iTunes. Okay, so we've got a review from JKing717. Renee and Toya are both amazing. I'm so glad they launched this podcast. They always keep it real. This is a podcast that will have you laughing and learning. Press that play button right now. Okay, shout out to you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. And then we have another one, new listener. Says, I just started the podcast from all the way down the episodes and I'm almost at the most recent. It's been brilliant so far and you have a dedicated listener here already. Great job, ladies. Oh, hey, okay, we got somebody binge listening to our podcast. Thank you. Getting podcast wasted, as Renee calls it. That's right. So show us some love on iTunes, share. Tag us and we will talk to y'all next week.